Raider Nation, it's that time of the week again. Subscribe and tune in to get the latest news and analysis on everything silver and black. But yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have their guy, Josh McDaniels. Looking for objective opinions and interviews with A-list guests? Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Brought to you by SportsNot.com. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. And now your host, Evan Grote. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to the preseason week one recap show of Just Pod Baby. I am Evan Grote. Just Pod Baby is part of the SportsNot.com podcast network. I'm glad to have you joining me for this quick breakdown of preseason game number one. Uh, Make sure you are subscribing to Just Pod Baby if you don't already. So I find myself uh, this evening a little bit more motivated. Uh, When I wrapped up the show on Friday, I was not anticipating recording a a recap show for the preseason game, but here we are. I was watching the game. I was inspired by the performance of the Raiders, and and so here we are behind the mic here giving you some of my thoughts on the plan for the recap show is just to do an abbreviated version uh, of the show, just a quick one segment to give you some of my thoughts on the Raiders' 34-7 win at Allegiant Stadium over the 49ers. Uh, We also will listen to some audio. Uh, from head coach Josh McDaniels as well. Uh, So let's jump into it. Uh, You know, we didn't see many of the starters as anticipated. Most of the the ones didn't even dress for the game, uh, on both sides of the ball, that is. Uh, But we did have a chance to see some of the younger players who many of us have been waiting to see in game action, and in many cases, they did not disappoint. I thought what we saw on Sunday was more of what we have been hearing about coming out of training camp. The defense looked very good early on. Uh, They had two sacks, I believe, within the first three plays of the game. The pass rush was effective Uh, in the first couple series of the game. They were given Trey Trey Lance uh, fits. Overall, uh, in the game, they racked up five sacks total. That was a great start. Uh, We've we've also heard a lot about the turnovers that are being forced in practice, and uh, that was on display as well. Uh, with two forced turnovers, and uh, one of them being a fumble recovery, and the other one was an interception uh, by Sam Webb. Now, Duke Shelley, he had another potential interception uh, that that bounced off of his hands, uh, which really backfired on the Raiders because it ended up uh, being caught for a touchdown, and that was the only touchdown that the defense uh, allowed uh, through the entire game. Um, but what you can see here is, again, what we've been hearing about in camp is that the Raiders and the defense, they're, they're putting themselves in good positions. They're getting their hands on the ball and, and they're making plays. Now you want to see them make that interception. You want to see Duke Shelley make that play, uh, that, that he was not able to make tonight. Uh, but if this is an indicator of things that are come, you know, that are, uh, uh, of things that are to come in the future, um, and the defense looks to be much improved um, in the, in the takeaways department. And I and I before I forget, there was one other um, ball that was uh, should have been intercepted that was not. I can't think of who it was right now, but I'll have to go back and watch the game uh, a second time to to see who that was. Um, now we keep hearing about how 
getting your hands on the ball and, and creating turnovers, punching the ball out, being in the right position. That has been an emph- emphasis uh, for the defense all throughout the offseason training program, OTAs, mini camp, and, and even into training camp. It's been something that's been uh, talked about a lot, emphasized a lot in practice, in the meeting rooms, and it looks like the message is, is definitely translating on the field. Now, before we get into uh, some of the discussion about some of the individual de- uh, performances, uh, let's take a listen to Josh McDaniels and some of his comments following the game when he was asked about that performance of the defense and how the message of pressuring the quarterback and forcing turnovers has translated on the field. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've been trying to work on it for, as you mentioned. And I thought we actually had more opportunities. We got our hands on more footballs than what we ended up coming up with, um, which, again, until you start getting close, you know, it's hard to create them. So, um, I thought the defense was, you know, really connected, you know, tonight for the most part and tried to make the windows as tight as they could. And uh, we were punching and stripping at the ball a little bit. So, um, you know, that that's the way we want to play. And that's how we want to, you know, force the offense to, you know, drive the ball and, and do it that way. Didn't give up a bunch of big plays, you know, which always gives you more opportunity. So, um, no, it's, you know, good complimentary football. Anytime you can turn it over and then turn those turnovers into points and be on a short field, um, that's helpful. <clears throat> So there was head coach Josh McDaniels with some of his thoughts. And, you know, overall, I thought it was a very clean performance by the team as a whole. Uh, complimentary football, you heard McDaniels mention there. I think that's a very good way to describe what we saw. The defense was getting stops. The defense was creating turnovers. The offense was was uh, converting those turnovers into points. And that's, that's really all you could ask for uh, in this first performance here by the Raiders. So I think things are off to a very good start here in the 2023 campaign for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, what I want to do now is I want to shift gears and I want to uh, begin talking about some of the individual performances, uh, some of the positive individual performances that stood out in my eyes. And you have to start with the player who is being talked about by everybody right now, and that is fourth-round draft pick quarterback Aiden O'Connell. He saw a lot of work in the game. Uh, he played into the third quarter. He looked very poised. He looked very much in control and in command of the offense. He delivered some really nice balls out there in the game. He finished. His numbers looked really good. 15 of 18 passing for 141 yards and a touchdown. And that is with two dropped balls, okay, with two dropped balls by his two uh, by his receivers. So the numbers were very good, but they could have actually been a little bit better. Um, now, depending on who you, who you talk to, uh, what, what circles you run in there with Raider fans, um, some people might tell you that, they, that that when the Raiders drafted Aiden O'Connell, that the Raiders drafted a guy who has the potential to be the future at the position. Now, I wasn't one of those people, and I'm not trying to, you know, it's not a knock on O'Connell, um, but, you know, I was being realistic. This was a guy who was a fourth-round draft pick who uh, there was kind of mixed opinions out there on him as far as the scouts. Um, you know, I, I think... He's a guy that could become a very solid backup quarterback in the NFL. He's a traditional pocket passer. He's not going to dazzle you with athleticism. But I have to say, after watching uh, this game, I I, I I was very impressed um, with the kid today. Just his composure, the way he carried himself, and then some of the things that he was able to do uh, you know, throwing the ball. So I walked away feeling that maybe I've been underselling him a little bit. And I'll be the first one to admit when I'm wrong. Now, I wasn't... Um, critical of of O'Connell as a player um like I was with Tucker um I just didn't see him in the same light as some of you out there 
uh, did. But again, if I'm if I'm wrong, which I hope I am <laughs> uh, on this kid, then I'll be the first to admit it. But again, as I said, he was very accurate uh, delivering the ball. Uh, he was very good in the short to intermediate game. Um, he gets the ball out quickly. I saw some good anticipation on that on that uh, ball that he delivered in the first quarter of the game. I can't recall who it went to. It was a kind of a, a crosser over the middle of the field, and just great anticipation there on that throw. And you know the thing that really strikes me is that he doesn't seem to be phased or, or frazzled at all out there. He seems to have it upstairs, which is a great thing for a, to see from a young quarterback. So again, I want to keep things in perspective. It's only one preseason game here that we're sitting here analyzing, but um, you know there was already some, some buzz out there surrounding him uh, from some in the fan base and even in the national media. You, uh, Ian Rappaport uh, was tweeting out comments that he made about O'Connell uh, prior to the draft. I believe it was from the Combine. So if you're not familiar with those comments, go out and uh, scroll through uh, Ian Rappaport's uh, Twitter account from from Sunday, and he retweeted it, some of his comments and, and what he thought about O'Connell. So there's some buzz there growing, and I, I su- suspect that after the game on Sunday, it's it's only going to grow. In fact, I was on Twitter, I mentioned, um, and I came across um, the NFL Network's um, All Access, I believe is the name of the show, their Twitter page or Twitter account, and they, they posted a clip from their show on Sunday evening with one of their analysts, Steve Mariucci, who you all know, former head coach uh, of the 49ers and I believe the tr- Detroit Lions. But anyhow, he had some really good things to say about O'Connell. So I'm going to actually play some of those comments for you right now. All I can we say is, it. wow, where'd yes. this guy come from? I know he came from Purdue, and he started for a couple years and played very well over there, 27 starts. And he was a darn walk-on over there at Purdue. What a story this is. But I came away from watching this game saying, this kid belongs in the National Football League. This is my first impression of his first pro game. And I'm thinking, this guy can start in this league eventually because he's got enough arm, he's got enough zip and accuracy, he seems to have some confidence and some swagger to him, and I, I was very, very impressed. This kid's going to be a starter in the National Football League. I keep this clip of this tape because when he starts, I'm going to say, I told you so. So there you heard it, Steve Mariucci from uh, NFL Network's Total Access show. Uh, high praise there. He believes this guy's going to be a, a future starter in the NFL. So uh, who knows? You know, it's all very early on, uh, but as I said, the train hype right now is on full throttle with Aiden O'Connell. I definitely want to see some more of O'Connell in the preseason. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him start the next couple of games. I don't need to see Garoppolo, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't. I mean, we, we know what he is. He doesn't need to get a ton of reps in the preseason, if you're asking me. But um, I would like to see O'Connell go up against the first-team defense. Uh, perhaps next week we get to see that against the Rams. But, uh, again, I don't know. I, I don't know what the plan is with, with Garoppolo. Another player that I thought looked pretty good in 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 some in the game action was was Zemir White and he was a guy that I was really excited about seeing because we've been hearing some good things about him. The yards per carry average won't blow you away, but he was busy. Got a lot of work, 13 carries, 43 yards. He did have the touchdown in the first quarter to cap off the 10 play 68 yard opening drive with a 1-yard touchdown run. His best run went for 9 yards. I thought he showed some burst. Um I don't think he's as shifty or or you know, uh quick as, as Josh Jacobs, uh, but he did display the power that has been well advertised. 
Um, and, you know, I think he's off to a good start as well. I have to go back and watch the tape a second time. You know, sometimes when you're watching the game once, it's hard to truly see everything. So I always enjoy going back and watching it a second time so that I can key in on certain players and plays throughout the game. But, um, you know, I want to see how he held up in pass protection because I know that's one of the things that, you know, has been a part of his game that they, they really have been emphasizing, um, you know, where he needs to grow. That's in pass protection and, and being more of a, a threat to catch the ball out of the backfield. He didn't catch any passes this evening. But, um, you know, if and when Josh Jacobs does return to the team, which I believe will be before week one of the regular season, I think the Raiders will have a really, really good one-two punch with Jacobs and, and Zamir White. We spoke to Logan Reaver on Friday's show, and he fully believes and expects White to have a, a larger role this season. And, and Logan Reaver says, based on what he has seen from White, uh, in camp, he's definitely ready to make the jump into a larger, a larger role. Now, on a side note, I was thinking about this uh, as I was watching the game, and even after the game, I was thinking about this. It's very interesting when you think about what a what a strong training camp and off season uh, and preseason by Zamir White. What that would what that could mean for Josh Jacobs. Now, we all know the Raiders are, will welcome back Josh Jacobs when he is ready to sign his franchise tag. But if he decides to stay out a little longer, then I think the Raiders have to feel pretty good, at least after one preseason game, about their their running back situation. And, and if White excels with Jacobs out, then I, I think it only kind of proves Dave Ziegler, it makes him look pretty good, I think. And it, it makes Jacobs look that much more expendable. It almost proves the Raiders' brass correct. Like, see, this is why we don't need to go out and pay you all this money. Now, we all know how good Jacobs is, and he's only 25 years old. He's coming off an all-pro year, so you understand why he wants to get paid, and rightfully so. But if you if you believe you have a capable guy who is currently on the roster, who this regime drafted with the uh, intentions, I think, to eventually be Jacobs' replacement— then you could see why this team isn't going to go bend out or bend bend over backwards to to give out a three to four year contract for you know fifty or sixty million dollars. So as much as I understand what Jacobs is doing and how he feels that it's the best move for him personally, at the same time, it's it's giving Zamir White an opportunity uh, to to have a really big time audition here to be the guy during training camp. And and it gives the coaches a chance to really see what they have in him. So I, I just think it's a very, very interesting scenario, and I wanted to kind of share some of those thoughts with you. Now, moving on to another player who I thought really did well for themselves. And again, I have to go back and watch the tape because it's hard when you're watching the game, you're trying to key in on so many different players. But uh, at, at first watch, I thought linebacker Amari uh, Bernie you know, did did pretty well for himself. Um, he had a sack in the game. He had a couple tackles in the game. I thought he was active. Uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, but was he the one? I mentioned someone dropping an interception early in the game. It, it might have been him. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I, you know, I apologize to uh, to Amari if if he wasn't the guy. But um, you know, it's it's a great thing for you know not only Bernie 
to be playing well in his first preseason game, but it's even better for the Raiders team because we all know the the, the linebacker group to me is one of the, the weakest by far, in fact, positions on the roster. And so if they can get somebody to step up and, and become a guy, then it'd be a great thing for the long term uh you know of the defense uh because he's a rookie and he's on a cheap deal. So it, it'd be a great thing uh, for the Raiders. Now we're still long. We're still very much a long ways from from knowing if if Bernie is going to become a long term uh, solution. Uh, but as I said on, on on Friday's show, you know we we've been hearing a lot about the young players and how they've been you know kind of flashing at training camp. And so uh, I think you saw some of these young players show up in this first preseason game. And so if you're Dave Ziegler, you have to be feeling pretty good with the start for uh, some of your young players and and rookies uh, are included in that. Now, I also want to mention one player that kind of did a little good, but also a little bad. And that was Trey Tucker. You know, I was, I was, I was a little underwhelmed with him in the game from a receiver standpoint. Um, You know, I've talked about the players who I thought played well and, and did some positive things. I thought Tucker was one of the guys who didn't impress me that much. You could see the speed. Obviously you can see the speed is there the shiftiness. He caught a, a 15-yard pass on the opening drive and looked like he could be, you know, could be in for a big day, but ended up kind of underwhelming. Had a tough day with two drops. That one he had at this over at the sideline was a beautiful ball. A great effort by him to try to make that catch, but wasn't able to uh, hold on to it. Um, they took it to a review and it was ruled a not a catch. But you know, the drops are something that I, I've talked about with him. He had two drops in the game. That That's something that I've, I've talked about on the podcast before because um, he had some issues in college with drops. In fact, I've, I've pointed out to you guys before that he had more drops in college than he did touchdowns. And that's never what you want to see uh, from a wide receiver. So I was aware that the issue, you know, of, uh, with the issue of drops and, and it and showed up in his first game action here. Um, now, I don't want to overreact to any of the standout performances, so I'm also not going to overreact to someone who didn't perform as well as you know maybe we would have hoped. Uh, but for Tucker, I think that the thing for Tucker is he's in a wide receiver room where there's a lot of competition, so I think there's very little room for, for error for him um, as, as far as, you know, getting snaps and getting reps. And I'm talking in game action here once the season starts at wide receiver because there's just so many guys in front of him right now. Um, and they can only keep so many. Now, I don't think his roster spot is in jeopardy by any means because this is the third round draft pick we're talking about. Uh, but he needs to get it going here, at least in the in the next couple of preseason games, because we have heard that he's doing some nice things in practice. But if he's going out there in the preseason games and he's dropping balls and he's just not making plays, then you know that could that could uh, cost him some some time uh, and some reps at wide receiver. Now, on a positive note, uh, where I think he's going to make his biggest contributions, he showed up in the return game with a 25 yard kickoff return. Um, and I, as I have always said uh, about him, I think he makes his impact felt the most early on in his career, uh, and even maybe in his rookie year on special teams. You know, that's where he's going to make his bones in the NFL. I think, um, and just not as much as a wide receiver, which is why I was a little bit critical of the pick because I didn't think it was worth uh, a third round draft pick to, to draft a guy who uh, was primarily going to be a special teams player. But anyhow, uh, I'm going to be looking for Trey Tucker to bounce back next week in the preseason game number two against the Rams. So those are some of my takeaways from the game. 
Uh, let me know what you guys think. You can reach out to me on Twitter at uh, egrope 5 You can send me a DM. Also, reach me at the contact page at justpodbaby.com. Those messages go directly to my email. Uh, the Raiders will get back to practice this week. Uh, they will be on the road in week two heading to Los Angeles, as I said, to face the Rams. They're going to be meeting up with the Rams uh, later this week for joint practices prior to the game, just as they did last week with the 49ers. So we look forward to uh, covering that as well. Now, I do plan to have another new show out for you sometime at the end of the week. I'm thinking Friday evening, most likely. Uh, where I will recap the week of practice and discuss any new headlines that may come our way. So uh, be on the lookout for that later this week. All right, guys, check me out on Twitter at egrope5 for more content from me. Click the subscribe button uh, on the podcast. All the major platforms is where you can find Just Pod Baby. And also, if you're feeling kind right now, please go out there and leave me a five-star review and rating uh, for the podcast. It always helps to have those out there as well. Okay, Raider Nation, I am Evan Grote. You have been listening to Just Pod Baby, uh, brought to you by Sportsnot.com. I appreciate you guys. Enjoy the week, and as always, just win, baby.